Welcome to the House Church Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's message by Pastor Stephen Sexton. If you would like to know more about the House Church, please visit our website at welcometothehouse.com or download the House app. Come on, anybody ready for the new year? Anybody ready for that? Anybody have some excitement for 2019? Come on, two people. Two people are excited. Uh, y'all gonna have to do good now. We got a lot of our people traveling, so y'all gonna have to carry the load today. Listen, listen. Uh, maybe you have a little apprehension. Maybe, maybe it's apprehension on the new year. Maybe it's relief. You're just like, I'm glad it's over. I'm glad this last year is over. I'm done. Um, you know, I think that it's important for us to take time to evaluate, to evaluate. You, way too many people evaluate when they can't fix anything. Yeah. Come on, can we just talk? Can we be, can, can y'all help me a little bit today? Let's just talk. It's, 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 it's a bad time to evaluate when your wife walks in and says, I'm done. <laughs> That's a bad time to evaluate. It's a bad time to evaluate. Come on, let's, let, can we just... Be real for a second. It's a bad time to evaluate when uh, they're taking our kids to jail. At that point in time, that's a bad time to evaluate. And, and, And here's the deal. Nobody wants to get in places that can't be fixed. But if we don't slow down, and here's the deal, a lot of times we are victim of the society that we create, and so we maintain this busyness, thinking that we're busy, but but here's the thing, is busyness just means that there is um, a lot of things going on that you're not in control of, because we all have 24 hours, Right? Me and my wife, we started talking about this a couple months ago, that, that we, are, we, we are no longer going to say that we're busy. Because busy, mean, busy um, communicates that someone else is in control of our schedule and we're just trying to race up to catch up. But the truth is, we can say we're busy, but that, what that does is... It, it makes us less intentional, but the truth is we, we chose to spend our time here. Right. We chose to spend our time here. We chose to spend our time here. And, and so what we want to do is we want to make sure that we are communicating what the choices that we're making. Right. And so if you are feeling overwhelmed, busy, I want to encourage you to walk back about 10 steps and look at your life and evaluate and so here's some questions that I ask myself as we're just starting, and it's going to kind of set up our conversation for today. The, the, the first, and, and everybody wants to set goals, and, and there's so much read about setting goals, and, and, but, but the truth is, what's working? What is working? These are questions that I ask myself, and you can write these down. You can spend some time here in a couple weeks asking yourself these thoughts. What's working? What's working? What are you doing that's working? You know, so many people want to fix what's not working. What's working? Come on, maybe last year you wanted to get on a budget. Maybe last year you wanted to uh, take your parenting game to a new level and, and you wanted to really teach and, and provide some structure for your kids. Maybe your prayer life. You know, you, you, you heard a sermon, something happened, and you, I'm going to take my prayer life. I'm going to really begin to engage in some prayer. Maybe it's relationship with friends. Like, we're really good at friendship. And I, I, it was like five or six years ago that Katie and I were driving in the car and we, 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 she was, we were talking about friendship, and we realized that oh, we need some friends. 
Like, we need some friends. Like, we're very friendly people, but we needed some friends. And so she began to challenge me, and she said, well, who are your friends? And I was like, yeah, have some, you know what I mean? And, and so we made some changes in our life, and, you know, to, to carry friendships, not acquaintances. Now, I know we're in 2018, and everybody's friends on Facebook, but they ain't coming to your funeral. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Those 4,000 people on Facebook are not coming to your funeral. You know what I'm saying? They may send an emoji. Oh, friendly face, sorry you died. You know what I'm saying? But that's, that's it. <laughs> to develop some real friendships, the people that know you, love you, understand your weaknesses, get you. Come on. That, that's, that's, intention, that's being intentional. What's working? Maybe you're a great employee. Like, you're just killing the employee game. I mean, it's just like my boss never has to check up on me. I'm always there on time. I leave. I, I, I never call in sick. Like, I'm, I'm not bragging, but I'm just a really good employee. Maybe you're a good student. What, whatever it is, but what's working? Here's another thing. What needs, what needs my attention? In this new year, what needs my attention? Maybe you've made an adjustment, a move, a transition, and I'm going to work on my marriage. I'm going to work on my family. Come on. I'm going to work on my kids. You know what? Life has been going on, and I'm kind of disconnected with one of my kids. I need to kind of get... What needs your attention? Is it your job? Maybe, maybe there's been three or four times where there was an opportunity, but you kind of backed away from it thinking, I don't know if I want more responsibility. I don't know if I want, and maybe now is a time in 2019 that I'm going to leave that old thought, and I'm going to step in, and I'm going to get as much as God, come on, has for me to get. Maybe it's my home. Come on, I've been talking about taking those boxes, clean that garage for about... Well, how long have we been in the house? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, I've been thinking about taking stuff to Goodwill. I've been thinking about taking it to Samaritans. I've got this whole list. Come on, I've got that book that I've been wanting to read. I've got that. And before we know it, come on, we look around and the boxes are still there. The junk is still there. And, and let's be honest, how many of you, you get frustrated when you see it? And you're like, why am I working? Oh, man, someone needs to do something about this. And it's like, it's you. Come on, what needs your attention? What, what needs your attention? Maybe it's your relationship with the Lord. Maybe it's your heart. I, I, I got to tell you, there are many people who go to church, and they go to church because they were raised in church. But, 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 but really, their heart is far from the Lord. And so they're living on an experience they had in high school. They're living on an experience they had in college. They're living on an experience that they had at a VBS. But, but I, I'm like, man, God wants to give you an experience like today. Does that make sense? What needs to stop? Just write that down. Like when you're pondering here in the next couple of days, what needs to stop? Like do, do we need to stop saying that about ourselves? Like there's things that we say, come on, that we've gotten into a little routine and we say this, but now we need to stop saying that because that doesn't produce any life. It doesn't produce any fruit. We don't, come on, I'm not going to say that over my mate. I'm not going to say that over myself. I'm not going to say that over my kids. I'm done. I'm going to stop that. I'm going to stop overspending. Listen, I mean, the, the truth is I'm trying to break free. I'm trying to do what God has called us to do. I'm trying to move into another. I, I need to stop overspending. Maybe, maybe we've kind of gotten to a rhythm where we're kind of yelling. Even in the house, we're kind of yelling, like everybody getting intense. 
And it's like nobody starts listening until the volume's like at level 10 or 20. And, and, and now we use the excuse, well, I had to get your attention. Maybe, maybe we've conditioned an environment that we want to want to change maybe as a in a mar- as a marriage maybe as a couple of relationship we're gonna stop ignoring each other you know you can make the choice not to be stressed out all the time yes. come on stressed out all the time or, or confusion some people are just always confused I, god should i do this or should i do that i have so many options i have all of these options and i'm just confused but here's what we know from the bible the bible says that the devil is the author of confusion and so if we are continually confused i'm not talking about concerned about making the right choice i'm talking about total confusion listen we, that's a choice Because here is what I came to tell the body of Christ today, is that you are not powerless. You are powerful. In other words, the Bible says, not Stephen, not not pastor, not what, the Bible says that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. And so if you are feeling like there is a a victim mentality has come over you, that is a choice. That's a choice. What, what addiction? What isolation? Come on. Maybe in 2019, we're going to stop being critical and judgmental. Can I tell you this? That when, when, when judgment and being critical is present, love is not present. Because then we trade love for assessment. And so we're always assessing people and what they've done and how they do it. But, but here's the thing, and, 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 and listen, I'm, I'm a parent, we have kids, I'm going to judge, okay, I'm just going to judge, I'm going to, well, you're the pastor, what do you say, don't misunderstand the question, the, the statement, I am not going to condemn, does that make sense, but I am checking fruit, does that make sense, and so I'm going to make sure that my kids, my wife, me, She's stewarding me. I'm stewarding her together. If the four guys that I'm going to hang out with, is that good for me? Or is that not? Well, it's one thing if we got four or five guys and we're going to go evangelize and we're going to go out into places that are broke, hurting people. We're just going to love on them and tell them about Jesus. But it's another thing, come on. If I've chosen to, to, to come under the influence of people who can't take me where I need to go. Listen, what needs to stop? I'm not going to be critical. I'm not going to be judgmental of everything that's going on. Everybody in my family, everybody in my house, everybody in the church, everybody in the, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to. Here's another thing I ask myself, and you probably do this too. What do I need to learn, and who do I need to learn from? The greatest thing that you could do in your life is be humble. Most people want to break out of where they are, but they won't humble themselves long enough to be taught. See, here's the thing. 
is I, I, when I hang around people who have kids who are adults, kids who are out of the house, kids who are on the next level, I am always asking, so how did you do this? How did you do this? I'm coming into the teenage years. I've got a 13-year-old. I've got a 12-year-old. I've got 11. Like, we're about to hit the teenage years. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be tears. It's going to be, you know what I'm saying, restriction. It's going to be those moments. I want to hang out, and I want to learn. Listen, where do you want to go what do you want to learn, and who do you want to learn from? Now, I'm in the middle season of my life, so I'm learning from the 50-year-old, and I'm also learning from the 20-year-old. But I'm learning. Yeah. The last thing is this. What does God want for me in 2019? Yeah. More humility? Come on, more, 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 more freedom, more from Him, more understanding, more walking in my gifts, more generosity, more forgiveness. Now, let me just say this. None of this that I'm talking about is so that God loves me more. God loves you, and it doesn't matter what you do. God loves you. But here's the thing. We want to continue to increase because we believe that there's a purpose on our life and God will reward, listen to this, the faithful. The faithful, not, not the tired, not the, not the ones who won't change, not the ones who won't grow. Not the one, listen, the, God has great things for you. At any moment, you humble your heart, your whole life can turn around. But here's the truth. Every gift that God gives you, you'll have to steward everything. To attain more in 2019, there are going to have to be some endings. Anybody like endings? Anybody like endings? Come on. How many of y'all movie people, you like the ending of the story? Like, like take me to the ending. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, we used to read these books that had like alternate endings. I hated those books. You know what I'm saying? It was like four alternate endings, and you could pick your ending, and I'm like, just give me one ending. There's just not a lot of endings to life. I just need one. For all of us, there are endings, and endings are a part of life, and, and life will require us to leave, to go, and to step into more. And we all know, listen, you can't keep adding to life. You can't keep adding, I'm going to take on, I'm going to do, I'm going to do, I'm going to do, I'm going to do. Before you know it, come on, you're going to be doing so much that in a season, in a short time, you'll be doing nothing. Because there has to be natural endings. It's okay to leave and end certain things. In every season, we are instructed through the Bible to continue, listen to this, moving forward. Y'all help me. My assignment today is leave and go. Leave and go. What do you need to leave? And what do you need to walk into? What do you need to go into? What is God speaking to you about moving into in 2019? Philippians chapter 3 verse 13 and 14. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. In other words, I have not done it all. I am not self-sufficient. I have not overcome and achieved so much. But one thing I do, look at this, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on. Everybody say, I press on. I press on. 
toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of Jesus Christ. Here's what we need to understand. I, I wish that believers could hear what I am saying because the truth is there is this idea that if we do a little altar call and we accept Jesus and we raise our hand and we, we, we repeat the prayer that, <laughs> da-da, it's easy. It's easy. It's like, it's like Christ Disney Channel. It's, 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 it's so easy. Everything works out. It's all, here's what Paul says. And, oh, who was Paul? Okay, Paul was an apostle by Jesus who was knocked off his donkey, blinded. And Ananias came and put his hands on him. Starts to cause him to see clearly. Paul is the guy who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. He's called up to the third heaven. He's been in conversations that he can't speak of. That's 2 Corinthians. This guy understood success. He had seen miraculous moments. He had seen incredible moments. And then he had seen moments of great adversity and persecution and pain and heartache. And he learned something about life that I feel like we need to learn. And here it is. You're going to have to leave and move on. You're going to have to leave. Here's what he said. I'm put behind me. What does it say? Look at him. what lies behind. And I strength. Look, no, can circle that. Highlight it in your Bible app. Because it's this idea in Christianity where we shouldn't strain. The Bible says that Paul was straining. In other words, it's hard to keep moving forward because everything in you wants to stop. I've done enough. I've served enough. I've gone to enough church meetings. I've done enough life groups. I've done enough. I've done enough. I'm done. I'm tapped out. I quit. I'm done. And we've all been in churches. Come on. Where we have seen someone and 10 years later, we're like, what happened to you? What happened? You were on fire. You were on the front seat. I mean, you were leading the charge. You were, what happened? I stopped moving forward. See, I've stopped pressing. I stopped pressing. I stopped pressing. You know, there, there used to be a time before my wreck, I used to work out. You know what I'm saying? Please don't laugh. Uh, and so, um, and, and here's the thing. I have to press. I, I have to press. Press is not easy. When I try to bench press, that means I'm pushing up more than I could, does it, do you see what I'm saying? There's this idea where if you're going to continue forward, there's going to be a little straining and there's going to be a little pressing. And come on, you're going to get that vein right here. You're going to get that vein, that vein. And sometimes you're just going to have to forget what lies behind. Well, you know, that's easy when it's hard. It's easy when it's bad. It's easy when it's been fighting and arguing and bickering and hurt and pain. But what if it's been good? What if it's been good? You know, endings are a part of life. And obviously, let me just say this. I ain't talking about you leaving your marriage. I'm not talking about you leaving your responsibilities that God has entrusted to you. But we all experience it. I remember when childhood ended. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm, I'm a child. I'm watching, you know, uh, G.I. Joe. Come on. American Heroes. Knowing half the battle. Come on. 
And then all of a sudden, my, my, my dad or my mom will walk in, and they're like, you need to get a job. And I'm like, what is it that you speak of? Talking about job. I have a job. I have to watch all this TV, and I don't really have enough time to get it all done. My mom would leave and work many jobs, and, 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 and she would come home, and believe it or not, it's so great, she had these expectations that I would do the laundry and fold and put up my clothes and actually like empty the dishwasher and fill it. <laughs> Abuse! Abuse! I remember high school, ending in high school. High school was great. Come on, I had a car I didn't have to pay for. I had insurance. Most of the time I got gas money. Come on, somebody, thank you, Jesus. I, I was just, and now I got to pay for my car. <laughs> I got my phone, her phone, and, and the phones keep coming. <laughs> Like, I would have never had this many children if I, y'all all need data plants? Listen. Ending single life. Ending single life. Listen, it's crazy. Even the Bible says, leave your family and go build a new family. That's, that's, that's a major Come on, especially if you have a loving, nurturing family and you're like, no, stay, stay, stay. The Bible says leave. Why? Because they built their family. You need to build yours. Come on. For all of you who have older kids, it's okay if tra traditions change. Come on, you had your time. Now let them have their time. No, I'm, I'm not going there. I'm going to move on. Listen, listen, listen. Listen, I'm going to be honest. It's... There are times when you say bye to an ending that it's difficult. You know, especially if it was a good one. Yeah. And can I tell you, it's okay to mourn an ending. It's okay to mourn an ending. I remember when, 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 when Katie and I were uh, eating one night, and, and she just kind of looked at me and kind of had some tears in her eyes, and, and she was like, you hear that? And I was like, no. <laughs> and she's like, we don't have any more little pitter-patter of feet. And I'm like, I know. And she's like, no, no, we don't have any babies anymore. They're all bigger, and they, they don't need me like they used to need me. And I just really miss that. And I'm like, I don't. We got rid of the crib. We got rid of the diapers. Come on, somebody. our house now smells like potpourri again. Come on, somebody. Listen, we, I don't miss none of it. And she's like, It's not, it's not the same when I hold my 13-year-old. Because <laughs> now Trevor's as big as she is. I mean, if Trevor sits on her, ain't no more her. Listen. <laughs> but yet there are these moments that, that end and you're just like, I wasn't ready for that. Maybe you were in a job or maybe you have this, this boss or employer and he sold the company or, or and you like really connected with him and you loved working for this individual and and now they've left and you're like I wasn't ready for that ending maybe there was a move maybe there was something going on and you're just like I, I'm, I'm not ready for all this I had my life planned and I did not plan on this and I'm gonna just tell you I'm not ready I'm not happy about this listen 
You may be in an ending that you never wanted. You thought you were going to be together forever. And now you're in a place where you're like, I didn't ask for this ending. Can I just say this? God knows and God cares. And, and, and believe this, God is really good at taking broken things and restoring them. Psalms chapter 34 verse 18 says this, And the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. If you're here today and you're trying to figure out, I mean, you're, Stephen, you're talking about 2019, and i got to be honest, I'm, just, I, I'm not even worried about next year. I'm just trying to live today. Listen, can I tell you this? God has a plan for your life, and the plan is when you connect with him, he will make it fruitful. That's what he does. I want to spend some time talking in this text from Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2, verse 10 through 15. And I want to give you a little, um, I, want, I want to get us all to get on the same page. And, and I, let me just say this. If those of you who have been traveling, I know we have a lot of people traveling uh, for uh, Christmas and, and the New Year's. And I'm excited about getting everybody back, Fayetteville back, even the college students that are at uh, NWAC. But, but I will say this, if, if you're traveling, know this, that we are still moving somewhere as a body. God is still speaking. He doesn't not speak because we're not here. And so I really want to get it in your heart to download the app because they will have the podcast. It will have information that will help you continue to grow. And so we have a, a app. It is uh, the house uh, the house underscore NWA. And you can find that on Google Play or iTunes. And stay up to date, because I'm just going to kind of move through this thought that I've been talking about as we've been laying out even the last couple uh, weeks. And, and the last thing that I want to say is, um, for those of you who have been committed in, in giving here, uh, we took up our Heart for the House offering uh, a couple weeks ago. And uh, come on, uh, all, all, almost $25,000 has come in. Come on, that's good. Y'all can clap for that. That's good. And so just to let you know where we're at, we are working to uh, raise 50000 We're going to move. We're going to change into two. Um, we're going to move in March to a new location, and we'll go back to two services. Come on. It's going to be a bigger. This is 6,000 square feet, and uh, all of this area is 6,000, and we're moving to 12,000. Come on, and so it'll be fun, and, and, and God has been moving, and so I just want to thank you for giving, and for those of you that maybe you were out of town, or you thought, you know what, I had to wait till the end of the year, you can still do that, just give, through, give and you can do that through um, uh, the app, and it says Heart for the House, and, and you can do that as, as well. Let's read this passage here, and let's talk a little bit before we read it. So Jesus has been born, okay, Jesus is born. Uh, the stars in the heavens, uh, proclaiming uh, Christ's birth. Three wise men set on a journey. They left their home. They saw the light in the sky. They thought it was a star. Does that make sense? And so they're, they're traveling. They come across Herod. And Herod is like, hey, let me holler at y'all real quick. Y'all come over here. Um, what are y'all doing? And Herod 
They begin to feel in Herod about their quest to, for the Christ child and the king. And Herod says, okay, well, when you find him, come back and tell me where he is because, you know, I want to honor the king as well. The truth is, he didn't want to honor the king. He wanted to kill him. And so this is where we pick up on our text. Look at this. And when they saw the star, the three wise men, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Can I just stop for five seconds? All right, listen. If wise men know that worship is good, we need to be wise. The wise men came and worshipped. Listen to this. And I love, they worship where? Where they worship? They worship at the house. I'm just kidding. But that's what it does say. All right, listen. Mary, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. And now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Rise, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to what? What does it say? Come on. Destroy him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, out of Egypt I will call my son. I want to break this down a little bit. See, many of us are trying to figure out how God's going to do it. How is God going to do it? How's God going to do this next thing in our life? What's going to be different about 2019? How is God going to be, begin to perfect what he has called me to do? But here's the thing, is that God has ways that you're not thinking of. God has ways, come on, that you're not thinking of. It would have been very easy for Mary and Joseph to have thought, we did it. We left. Joseph's hometown and we traveled to Bethlehem and that was like 70, 80 miles and that was seven to, to, to eight days and, and we, we, we did it. High five. I mean, it was hard. It was messy. I mean, we, we traveled a long time and when we finally got here, there was no, no, no place. So we stayed in a stable and Jesus was born in a manger. But, but, but now we've upgraded. Come on, we moved from the stable to the house. Joe has started his carpentry business back up. I really feel like we're going to thrive here in Bethlehem. I, I think that we really can build some things. This is kind of an up-and-coming city, and I really feel like we're just going to, just, it's going to be good for our family. And re, me, really, I, 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 I'm going to uh, read Baby Wise, and, and, and I'm going to get Jesus on a schedule because I know that probably he, he's, got to, he's got to have a nap schedule. He's got to know how to develop. You know, I just need to kind of think about that. See, here's the thing, is that I think that sometimes the reason we falter is because we forgot that there was another adventure. See, in God's economy, and in, in, in the way God works, He will never give you something to sit. He will always give you something to use. 
He will always be moving you to the next thing, the next level, the next, and, and it may change. Well, sometimes it's a season of growth in your uh, personal life. Sometimes it's a season of growth in your spiritual life. Sometimes it's you helping someone else and becoming a giver, and, and God moves in different ways all the time. But Mary and Joseph could have adopted the thought, we did the hard thing. We already did it. Shepherds came, angels came. Look at the resources that were brought. Man, I didn't know if when we had a baby, God's, God's baby, that all this gold and frankincense and myrrh, this is going to be a great, great down payment on the house we just bought. Think this is really going to help us, you know, leverage some of the finances that we have? Here's what I want you to see. No matter where you're at, Expect God to begin to interrupt your life because God will always be asking you to let things go. Let it go. Move on. The truth is there will always be another adventure and to step into your destiny, you may have to step away from your security. To step into your destiny of what God has called you, maybe you've got to step away, come on somebody, from your security. And I know that you were great. I know at the other church. I know at the other thing. I know people are here. I know that, well, here's what I'm telling you. You're here now. And God's got a calling on your life. And I, you may be here, and this may be your church, or you may be visiting. That's fine, but I am telling you that there is something. There's a call of God on your life, and letting go and leaving is a natural part of life. And I want to give you three reasons that require you to leave. Three reasons, y'all help me. Three reasons that require us to leave. The first is this. Leave and go from the place that you will never thrive. If Joseph and Mary would have decided to stay, the angel, take Mary, leave now. I don't, I don't know, I don't agree. I don't think I'm going to. Do you understand that many of us are choosing places that we're not going to thrive? If you stay here, you're not going to thrive. There's danger here. There's bondage coming. Think about it. They were unsafe even though they were comfortable. I I'm comfortable. I don't have to get my wife on a donkey. We don't have to travel while she's pregnant. We have a house now. It's decorated ever so sweetly. We have Mary, did you know, playing in the background. Here's the thing. is It's not about your ability to be comfortable. I know the business is starting to match. I know you're starting to get your groove. I, I, I understand all that. But now it's time to go. Well, we just got, we just, what I just, I, now it's time to leave. Now it's time to progress. Now it's time, does that make sense? Don't leave in a place that you're not going, don't, don't stay in a place you're not going to thrive. Come on, there are some relationships that will not allow you to thrive. 
there is some decisions, isolation. There is some things that you will not thrive if you pick that place. Come on, if we pick a place of compromise, you're not going to thrive. If you pick a place of distraction, you're not going to thrive. If you pick a place, does that make sense? You've got to move from places because here's the thing. It would be crazy for us to not believe that there is an enemy that wants to steal from us and disrupt what God wants to do. The second thing is this. Leave and go from people who desire to hurt you. Leave and go from people who desire to hurt you. Now, I want to preface this, okay? Because not every relationship in your life is a Herod. Not every hard relationship in your life is a Herod. Come on, there is a difference. Herod is a certain type of guy. And what is Herod? Herod was sent by the enemy to destroy the work of God. That ain't your wife. (laughs) That ain't your husband. That ain't your kids. (laughs) There are some real relationships that are just hard. They're just hard. Can I tell you this? I met Katie. So soft. Nice. Laughed at everything. And all of a sudden, we get married. And I had no idea that something so gentle and nice uh, could be so well that I could be so difficult does that make sense listen what I'm saying is we we love each other and we can't agree on much she's not a Herod I'm not a her Herod (laughs) I'm not listen does that make sense we're not we're not trying to destroy each other's life We're trying to figure out how to build life. And the Bible says that sometimes trying to figure out how to build life means that it's iron sharpening iron and she's actually making me better and she's pulling out something in me that I can't get out myself. Come on. That is actually life-giving. But there is a difference because there are some people, let me talk to you about Herod for just a little. See, Herod will act like he's for you around other people, but when those people leave, he's really plotting on how to destroy your life. There's a difference. When the wise men are around, Herod's like, I want to honor him. Bring him to me. You know what I'm you know what I'm but in secret, he wants to destroy the peace, destroy the presence, destroy the miracle, destroy what God's doing. He wants to come right at the source of your salvation and begin to tear it apart. You hear what I'm saying? Listen, not everybody who says they're for you. <laughs> are for you. You want to know if people are really for you? Start winning. Start winning and find out who's cheering. Because here's the deal. 
You will find out when you start winning, are they like, man, what's up? You got a raise? You got a new car? Man, you got a, woo, yeah, go. Mm. Well, I could have got that too if I, <laughs> come on, listen, listen, I do believe there are still some Herods in life and some people in our lives want the best for you and some people want to destroy the best in you. We, we, we as believers, as people, we don't rid ourselves of difficult people. Difficult people challenge us. Come on. Difficult people. You don't want to surround yourself with people who think that you're awesome all the time. Now you need about 80%. <laughs> you say, yes, 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 yes. But you need some people around you that will push you a little bit, that will speak to you a little bit, that will be real with you a little bit. Does that make sense? Listen, church, watch for Herod's. The last one and the third one is this. Leave and go from mindsets that won't produce the plan of God in your life. There are mindsets that if we're going to grow in 2019, we're going to have to leave some things. Come on, we're going to have to leave some thoughts. Mary didn't argue with the angel. Joseph didn't argue with the angel. Mary didn't argue with Joseph. Well, Mary, we got to leave right now. What are you talking about? Well, the angel came. The angel didn't come to you. The angel always comes to me. Why would he come to you? If he wants me to leave, you tell him to appear with his little wings. Listen. Listen. Church. I believe that we as a church are stepping into a new season. And I really believe, even prophetically, I believe that the first year was us breaking ground. And the second year was us sowing seeds. But I believe this third year we're going to see fruit. Yeah. We're going to see fruit. Not that we haven't seen fruit. We've seen a lot of fruit. We launched this church with my family, which is six, and four college students. God has done a work, but there are more people that need to be saved. There are more friends that need to come. There is more movement of God that needs to happen. And let me just tell you this, this is not the end, but it is a end. It's an end. And I love this place and I thank God for it, but I can't wait to go. Does that make sense? I love I love what God, I love the countless times that we've had prayer, the may we praise, all of the things that God has done in here, but we're going to grow. And there's a place for you. There's a place for you here. But it's going to be hard to find your place if you can't get into a rhythm. If you can't get into a rhythm. And the truth of the matter is, if I, if you would allow me to be your pastor for just a second, then I would tell you, here is what I would hope you would leave in 2000. And 18 that you would leave all the lies all the lies that you're not good enough that you won't fit that the, God won't do anything that you would begin to leave all those lies the lies because the enemy the enemy is the father of lies he is the one that lies to us he is the one that tells us what we are not what we can't do what will never change Many people, disappointments and failures are lying to them and now they won't move forward in God because they have a fear that it will never work. 
leave behind unforgiveness. Who are you mad at? Well, I just really expected these people to do better. People can't do better. <laughs> do you know people? They jacked up. Listen. The truth is, if you're going to get into a relationship with anybody, they are going to hurt your feelings, and they are going to be selfish, and they are going to be prideful. The ones that you want to stay around are the ones that occasionally recognize it and apologize and want to move forward. But you ain't going nowhere. We're hurt. If you're going to do life with people, forgive. Forgive them. Forgive that dad. Forgive that mom. I had to work through that. I remember being young. I just started going to church. I was mad at my dad. I, had, I, 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 was, on, I, was, I was sitting in the back row. Didn't care. It was crazy. I went to church, but I was mad the whole time I was there. And the, the youth pastor, after... A service came back and said, hey, I want to talk to you for a second. <laughs> no, I'm cool. Yeah, I'm cool. And uh, he said, what are you mad about? Hey, man. He goes, I can tell. <laughs> and uh, and uh, he said, I, I, you're mad. What are you mad about? Everything. I mean, I just started. He goes, you need to take that to God. I said, if I take that to God, I'll tell God words he hadn't heard. He said, God is strong enough to take your pain and there isn't any word that you're going to say to him that he hadn't already heard. And I went outside and I'm talking about I gave God a cussing. I was so mad and hurt. But when I finally got to the end of all of that, I began to start feeling love that was not manufactured. It wasn't like he loves me because y'all told me he did. But I began to feel something in my heart that began to change, listen to me, my whole trajectory in life. Because I was able to forgive. You will be shackled in the year of your hurt if you don't forgive. Leave behind the excuses. What excuses? Come on. Well, if I had more, if I did this, if I, come on, we can make excuses or progress, but you can't make both. Leave behind the excuses. Either do it or don't do it. The Bible says, I would rather you be hot or cold. But if you're in the middle, I would spew you out of my, isn't that nasty? See, everybody likes hot chocolate. Everybody likes cold chocolate milk. But I don't want like, Chocolate milk that's been on your counter for about eight hours. Now, here's the last thing, and I'm going to be done. Could you leave behind the hard heart? I think the one thing that stops people from really moving into what God has called them to do is pride. Pride. Come on. Could you just soften your heart? The Bible says that if we could melt like wax before him, that, we, that if he could mold us and shape us, where could he take us? Where could he take us if our heart 
was no longer hard. You know, I've said this a few times and I'm going to be done. I feel like my quest for manhood has been something that I have struggled with because I didn't have a close relationship with my father. And so I feel like a lot of times it, it, it's almost as if I was, like in a, I was dropped off in a thousand acres and someone to, gave me an ax and said, build a road. And it was like I had no model. And so I would learn from people, I would read books, I would, I would try to do, and so it's like I chopped down this, this road. Well, how wide does it need to be? How big does it need to be? How, how do I do this? And, and so I'm just cutting this road out. And it doesn't look any, like anything special. It's muddy, there's stumps. But this is how God heals families, generations. My son will come up, and he'll take out the stumps. My daughter will come up and gravel it. My other son will come up, come on, and pave it. And what will happen is in generations, God will begin to heal what the enemy meant to destroy. And the reason that I cannot look back and I have to keep going forward is because God is doing something not just in me, but he's doing something through me. And so when you stop, that's where everybody has to start. And I'm going to tell you what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to give my kids a running start. My kids' kids a running. I want you to drive 90 on this sucker before you have to get out the axle and slow down. Your hard heart. In John, 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, it says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message ministered to you. Feel free to let us know on the Connect tab of the House Church app. We hope you have a great week.